Groudon, 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 Groudon. Well, all of the top eight for Japanese nationals use Groudon. That's just fantastic. Elite Four? More like Elite Full Restore. That's not going to get old. I can guarantee it right now. It's never going to get old. Hello, welcome to Elite Full Restore, your favorite Pokemon podcast that is not at all inscrutable and you understand everything that both of us are saying. My name is Matt. My name is Ori. And uh, let's kick it off. There's new sun and moon news since the last time we spoke with you guys. Uh, yeah, nothing is as cute as Rock Dog, but we have some new Pokemon, which is a good thing to talk about. Yeah, like yeah, nothing is nothing has yet reached the heights of Rock Dog. It's really, uh, but we do have three bl- brand new things. Yes. So there was like a uh, a 26 minute gameplay video at E3. Most of it was useless. Most of it was useless because the guy played like no one's ever seen a Pokemon game before. Have you seen a Pokemon game before? I sure haven't. Actually, I don't think they really exist. They don't. This is all a shared delusion. It's like an episode of The Twilight Zone. The one thing that it did get to show off really well was the fact that there's like much redesigned menus. The overworld looks more like a, a seamless 3D world instead of like barely expressed tiles. And uh, at risk of saying the phrase sure is casual in here, uh, Matt is really excited for the uh, type chart finally being in the menus, which I guess is a good thing. You know, it's super good. It's, well, I mean, like we always talk about uh, trying to increase accessibility for players. Sometimes you just don't remember what the hell type something is. I don't. I want you to name off the top of your head what ground resists. What does ground resist? Because it sure isn't steel. You can look <laughs> it up right now and it doesn't resist steel. I thought ground resisted steel forever. I, sw- I could have sworn that ground resisted ice and I'm pretty sure it doesn't. No, no, ground is weak to ice. Ice no, 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 no. Uh, the other way around. Excuse me. I thought ice resisted ground, and I'm pretty sure Yeah, no, sure no. Ice only resists itself. That's one I could remember. So wild. But, like, try to, like, remember, like, some kind of, like, it, there's this one awkward zombie comic where it's, like, how you remember different Pokemon type, uh, like, affinities. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, psychic against fighting. It's brains over brawn. Okay, yeah. Uh, fighting being weak against flying. It's like, have you ever tried to punch a bird? I have tried to punch a bird. Have you tried to punch a bird? You should get on that. I haven't tried to punch a bird, but I have tried to punch a bee before. A bee? Yeah, I, I tried to punch a bee. You tried to punch a bee? I was in a beekeeping suit, so you don't have to worry okay. about that. No, no, no. Start from the beginning. Do it again. Say, say you got to finish the story. Like, you can't just leave me out to dry like this. Okay, so I went, um, we were beekeeping. Okay. It was my school's beekeeping club. Uh, that's, a, that's a completely normal thing to have in a school. Go ahead. Of course. Um... I wasn't in the beekeeping club. We were just visiting the bees. Oh, you were you were a visitor to the school beekeep, beekeeping club. Yeah, yeah. We we have a beekeeping club. Uh, the bees are all held at the science center downtown. Okay. So, like, the bees are there, and they pollinate all the flowers around the lake bed. And I was in a bee suit, and I thought it would be super funny to try to punch a bee. And how did that work out for you? Well, uh, I don't know if you know, but bee drill is a bug and poison type. Both of those types resist fighting, and I was trying to punch it, so you were the bee just kind of got annoyed and flew towards my face, but like I was wearing a beekeeping suit, so I was fine, and then our beekeeping teacher told us off. The mental images in this story never fail to impress me. Um, I just, I have to say that. Yeah, uh, like, it's, the, I did try to punch a bee. But yeah, like, the type chart is mostly inscrutable whenever you get outside of the basic elemental types. Yeah, 
Like poison. No one remembers what poison does ever. Did you know that ghost resists poison? I don't think that's correct. It totally is. Ghost resists poison. No, it. Do- oh my god, it does. Right? Why? You wouldn't Why? have thought that because you're just thinking of. Oh yeah, no, no. Gengar resists poison because he's also a poison type. But no, Ghost also resists poison for literally no reason. That's the strangest thing. What? So this is the reason why I think this is a super good idea. Okay. But getting out of uh, user interface, uh, there are three new Pokemon. There are, yes. Um, So going going one at a time, we'll start from the top. Pikipek is my favorite one. Uh, And uh, it's not just because he's the cutest boy in the world. Uh, apparently he can strike like the, like a, a tree 16 times a second, uh, which is, uh, the exact same rate that primate can crank his hog. So I guess that's, yeah, yeah, one no, thing that, that, that is what we decided mathematically at the end of last mm-hmm, episode mm-hmm. is it's, that primate can do 16 cranks a second. It's the Pokemon version of the Hertz. It's one, uh, over cycle, which yeah, is cranks per second. Yes, that's correct. I mean, crucially, uh, primate is also a pig looking thing. It's a pig monkey so it's a hog cranking his hog i can't believe we're talking about this for two straight episodes did we do this the first take we didn't meant no we didn't okay i okay <laughs> which yeah we haven't mentioned that yet this is the second take for this episode yet again yeah because uh god hates us and we are doomed to but die. yeah pick a peck has a skill link as an ability which is telling me that it'll probably get some kind of flying multi-hit move it's got to be something new um be- the only conceivable thing you could do on on a thing that uses skill link would be something I, I guess pin missile would work. Yeah, like um, like otherwise it's just getting fury attack, which was the standard uh, multi hit move that birds learned in Gen One. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't sound good enough unless even if they bump it to twenty five power, it still won't be good enough. Although if its wings turn into disgusting hands, it might be double slap, which I'd be I I okay hate with. you. Don't even don't even <laughs> joke about that. Lugia got hands. It can grab. It can grab stuff. It learns bullet seed though. Bullets. Bullet seed. That would. That's. That's right in its. Its flavor text. It learned. It could spit seeds at high speeds. So it's definitely learning bullet seed. So it's gonna turn into an anteater bird with hands. Okay, but like, it just needs to be good. Can we like count on our hands how many of the final starter birds are good at the end? Staraptor's good. Firo's good. Is Firo really good though? Yeah. Like his design is cool, yeah, but is it good? Yeah. Well, no, no, I guess not, is he? It gets my favorite moment of flavor, which is drill run. Drill run just as a move I love because anything with any kind of drill like appendage on it gets drill run. See, this is why we do two takes. This is why this is why we delete the entirety of our podcast before. You never understood why you like you never explained why you like drill run so much. I just like that it's a flavor move that is distributed across a variety of way different Pokemon whose only central feature is that they have drills on their heads, especially because so many of them are from the first gen. But, like, what what is, what is what, apart from, like, Excadrill and other stuff, what else does it, is it learned by? It is learned by Seeking. It is learned by Rapidash. It is learned by Fear. So basically anything with a Those horn or a pointy bit on, it, on its body can learn it. Yeah. That's not a drill. And I just, I, I like I like flavor moves like that that are clearly just, like, and they're they're really working with design and like i always like when there's kind of moves that could add additional coverage that wouldn't necessarily be covered by other niches because obviously you're not going to give Firo earthquake or anything well you could if you weren't a coward it's one of the only like 
normal flyers that actually gets a ground coverage move. And by one of, I mean, it's literally the only one. Um, I feel like... Oh, one of the normal flyers. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, because like Aerodactyl gets Earthquake. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. So yeah, uh, pick a peck. Please be please, good. Please. I love pili- I love pileated wo- woodpeckers. Uh, it's specifically a pileated woodpecker because you can tell by its plumage. It's important. There's a pileated woodpecker that hangs around my house. Um, it likes to peck the power pole outside my house to tell everyone that it's got a big dicky. A big dicky. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the technical term. I didn't realize you were an ornithologist. Um, what's your opinion on Young Goose? Young Goose has Donald Trump hair. And by Donald Trump hair, I mean Boris Johnson hair. Because we're going to be topical here. Okay, honestly, when are we going to get the Brexit Pokemon battle we've all been dying for for the last uh, 72 hours? Yeah, like, okay, I don't think enough of the Pokemon regions are super xenophobic, so... I think we just need to go to a region where they hate everyone. Okay. But I mean, psych, there's already a game set in France. Ouch. That was a shot at me. <laughs> wow. I can't believe you'd fuck me like this. I'm so angry at you. Sick bird. Podcast canceled. Um, Podcast canceled. <laughs> but no, the Brexit Pokemon definitely already exists, and I will explain to you who okay. it is and Wait why. On it's Bastiodon. Because he's a wall? First okay, of all, this is just a Donald Trump and- joke. Okay, he's he's got a big ass wall for a face. He's super ugly. He learns both wide guard and block. And like aside, block is the funniest move because it does the same thing as mean look, but like it's for Pokemon that can't look mean enough to block them from leaving. <laughs> so it's just like it just sticks a big fat arm out. And it's like ah, nope. I hope it learns fake tears too, because that would just complete the package for me. Yeah, okay, like, the, the Brexit moveset will contain fake tears, block, um, swagger. Swagger's a good one. Uh, and probably roar to make things This leave. sounds less like Bastiodon and more like Sableye. Ooh, yeah, no, but I don't think anyone um, that xenophobic is tricky enough to be a, a prankster Pokemon. But anyways, back to the actual Pokemon at hand. Never. Uh, Young Goose has giant teeth. It does. Strong Jaw is an interesting choice for an ability on this guy because it we've only really ever seen it on Sharpedo, which didn't really use it that effectively. And Tyrantrum. Tyrantrum, yeah, but which like, then Moldbreaker is better on him. Moldbreaker is better, and even Head Smash is pretty good. Rockhead. Sorry, uh, Rockhead used with Head Smash. Yeah. Because there's just something about a 150 power move that you can't really say no to. Yeah. Stakeout will be good on, especially as a replacement for people like you and me who really like analytic Starmie and how it was never used by anyone ever um and it why don't you go ahead and explain the specifics of the ability because you know it a little yeah bit yeah stakeout uh, basically it deals twice the damage on a pokemon that just switched into battle so like i mean that's using what will you use analytic Starmie for because analytic Starmie you'll usually still have it timid and fast but it'll be much better in uh uh but it'll be much better in uh, game types like doubles where you're actually having switches instead of just hoping for one. Uh, and Yeah, yeah. And also, it also works better when uh, your Pokemon is just slower because, like, Porygon, Porygon, 2, Porygon 2 or Porygon Z could also use Analytic. I don't remember which one. Uh, Z got Adaptability, but I don't know if it got Analytic. Oh, no, yeah. Analytics, it's hidden. It's the whole line's hidden. Um, and Magnezone also can get Analytic. Yeah, but you know, no, no, thank you. Yeah. 
I hope it's good. It's if it's anything like Sentra and Fur, it's not going to be anything. Yeah, well, that's why we're, we're like I'm hoping something else gets stakeout because like I'm uh, assuming Young Goose will get an evolution, but like something that discourages switches is good. But like unless it's like got a good attack stat to go with it and some decent speed. Yeah, I agree with that. But I I hope this is the year of more unique abilities on Pokemon, even if they're useless like that. I want more. That's fair. I more like I mean, Pokemon that's the big abilities. thing, right? Not not everything needs to be competitively viable. Yeah, bingo. Sometimes things could just be there for flavor, be fun, and we're done. Fun in a kids game. I have literally never had fun in my life. That's true. I complained through the entirety of last night's Game of Thrones episode. And how could you not from everything I've heard about it? Okay, but like that's because you're listening to me, Brooks, and Zach talk about it. Listen to literally anyone else in the world and they loved it. My Facebook feed was blown up with people who loved it. I can't believe we're turning into post-Game of Thrones. I'm not letting this happen. Let's yeah, no, go. no. We're, I, I'm, I was halfway through the newest episode of post-Game of Thrones before I started this podcast. So I'm going to just start talking like Brooks halfway through this. Like, <laughs> the thing is, it's a bad show. And also, I crank my hog. And also, um, he scream at own ass. That's my Brooks impression. <sighs> Him scream into own ass. So that's that's all for Young Goose today. Uh, the last one we got is Grubbin. Grubbin, your little squishy squishy bug boy, man. Squishy little beetle larva. I love bugs. Bug Pokemon are often some of my favorite designs. It's like bug and poison. That's where all my faves are. I'm wondering if you're going to get your second uh, probably good but probably not bug electric Pokemon. Yeah, it's possible because it says that Grubbin likes to hang around around pa- power plants. But I mean, like the Pokedex flavor for Heracross says that it like loves su- like drinking sap, but they didn't really go anywhere with that in its actual battling ability. Didn't he get sap sipper? I don't think so. I feel like like he has uh, he has guts and swarm as his main ones. I'm not sure what his hidden ability is, but I don't think it's sap sipper. Oh, it's Moxie. That would be one more interesting. Yeah. So like sometimes flavor doesn't go anywhere. Especially if you run by the theory that all flavor text in the Pokedex is written by the 10-year-olds that collect the data. True. Very true. Which is like one of my favorite little fan theories. Because then you get stuff like, oh my god, I touched my Slugma and it was super hot. It must be a million degrees. This is so funny because a couple of, buddy of mine's, a couple of buddies of mine work in the editing department for TPC. And I know they listen to this. And hey, you guys really need to write new flavor for a couple of different things. <laughs> yeah, just... And also, I just remember reading about, uh, like, it's a quick aside about localization. Um, back in, like, the first gen, there's that one guy who is a localizer who also was always on something awful. He was on something awful? Like, he was on bath salts? or No, no, he's on something awful, the forum. Oh, oh okay. The nerds. So this was, uh, this was in, like, uh, one of the old Pokemon Let's Play threads where, like, all those guys hung out. And he was talking about localization of the old games because he'd been on there from red and blue all the way till uh, right before Heart Gold and Soul Silver. They let him go. Ah, a gamer girl. Probably because he put too many references to something awful in Diamond and Pearl. <laughs> Did he really? Like my Pokemon is fight, <laughs> which is something that someone says to you. That's pretty good. But yeah, um, he said that when he was originally uh, translating, he wasn't the one who wrote any of the all caps text. So all caps text being, of course, any character names, any Pokemon like descriptions, mm-hmm. like uh, like like Pikachu's the mouse Pokemon, like that word, mouse. Mouse. So he had given a suggestion that they should translate uh, the way they should translate Slowbro was as visitor. 
because that is a way that the word that they use could be translated. And then they famously put in hermit crab. And like, it's clearly not a crab, although it operates on like the same possibility, like something, a shell attaching to its tail. Oh yeah. That happens all the time in localization though, because you just have to Yeah. But like they could have got around that if they just listened to this one guy that they had on their staff. (laughs) It's kind of like how they did with um, with Neubat for the um, for the German uh, localization. It's named FM, like E F hyphen E M, with the F and the M capitalized, and it's it's not the most creative selection, especially since the French, uh, Spanish, Japanese, Korean, and English names all like play off the bat thing instead of the sound thing, which is so strange. You just have these renegade editors. We should do an entire episode where we talk about different Pokemon's like translated names in different languages. I could go on about this for hours. Let's yes, not. because there's so it'll many be a, good ones a there. Life suck. Before we get back to the Pokemon at hand, though, I just want to say one more note that the that the guy from Something Awful said is that he wanted to call Stantler Scaraboo. Scaraboo is a much better name. That is impressive, actually. Right? Oh my god! And it would have been so good. You could even do that with like Gogoat or something like that. That's so unfortunate. Uh, the one last thing we want to talk about with uh, new stuff, new Sun Moon stuff, uh, was the Battle Royal. Oh yeah, I, it it the, I don't really understand how this is gonna work. Um, I'll I'll be, it's not gonna see the light of day competitively. It's just gonna be like rotation. No, hey, remember remember rotation battles? Yeah, exactly. Um, I like that in the demo, everyone ganged up on Poplio. My poor poor baby boy. Who, by the way, I I mentioned this in the I don't think I mentioned this in the first episode because I don't think it had happened yet. Um, it learns disarming voice, so fairy confirmed. I I don't know about that. We we the only things that learn disarming voice that aren't fairy types are Eevee evolutions, and that's that's enough for me, honestly. Yeah, everything else is a goddamn fairy type. <laughs> You're so bought in for Poplio fairy. I still want the the evil jester water dark poplio that's what i want uh, i don't need another water dark <laughs> is water dark gonna be the new firefighting or you, you better believe it you butter believe it okay we're good well i guess we'll, we'll move on from new sun moon news to the competitive scene we're not this there yet area, back so. it up um so Where are we apart first? from the new uh apart from the new sun and moon pokemon news uh there's a shaman distro starting friday right Cha-ching. right Get yourself some fuzzy grass ball. I believe this one is, uh, this one's another Nintendo Network one. Yes, uh, I don't think GameStop has the codes for this one. No, GameStop has the codes for Arceus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that. That's the last one that's going to be through them. Everything else is Nintendo Network for the rest of the year. So if you have multiple games, you can get multiple Shaman. Don't forget that part. Mm-hmm. And you can technically Speaking... do the same thing at GameStop. Just don't tell anyone you're doing it. Uh, yeah, and speaking of distribution, oh yeah, everyone's favorite Pokemon voted dead last in the uh, Japanese uh, poting, Pokemon voting. Basically, the Pokemon Seven Twenty. So it's everyone but Volcanion was in this poll, and Simisir ranked dead last, and they're distributing it. God, I love TPC. Sometimes they're such trolls. They just they they really they really know what they're doing as far as making me personally happy. Most of the time. And making me personally miserable. Yep. So, um, oh, it has the Gen 6 exclusive workup. Because it can't learn workup in Gen 6 so far. Because it's not a TM anymore. Because it's the worst move. 
Boy, I, I can't tell you what something I want more than a workup Panseer. That's that's just that's well, specifically basis for me. Oh no, yeah, it's Simisir. I said I said Simisage, but Simisir. Simisir. It's the fire one. Let's not get confused here. The, ev- the evolved version of the fire one of these completely goddamn indistinguishable monkeys. The only one distinguishable is Simisage because he has Elvis hair. Hashtag deport Simisir. Uh, hashtag, hashtag Brexit. <laughs> hashtag Brexit Simisir. Uh, up next, I'm going to chatter about competitive for a little bit. Uh, national starts this weekend. Um, we are still seeing a stunning amount of non-originality in teams. Um, the, uh, uh, over the last 192 teams that top cut over the last 24, uh, regionals, um, of those 192, 147 of them have used Groudon. Great. 125 of them have used Kangaskhan. Incredible. And then, uh, and then uh, over 100 have used either Xerneas, Kyogre, Salamence, or Talonflame, which gives you a cool uh, average of about 68% of all teams using s- at least one of those, most of them more. So thank you, Game Freak, for making a completely balanced and non-centralized metagame. I love you. Burn in hell. Like what? What if if they had just made it like straight Ubers, and just allowed everything, it would have had more variety. I honestly think so because at, at this point, you're again we we talked about this last episode. You're defining your team based solely on the two you pick. And let me pull it up real quick. Japanese Nationals was when was this posted uh, yesterday? And. Yeah. Every single one of the top eight teams use Groudon, and all but two use Xerneas. So you know that's that just screams originality. To it's me. incredible, right? Because okay, like the absolute top cut Pokemon, like going by Spone God statistics, because they're the easiest accessible ones, like the ones that are so good that they're pretty much banned even from upper level play, is like the Megas of Pokemon that are already good. So, like, Megas, Rayquazas, and Mewtwo's are all pretty up there. We could have our own discussion about Smogon tiering, but you're right. There there has to be some way to figure out what is not going to completely break the game. But yeah, either way, I'm just saying, like, those ones, those ones are way up there, and those are ones you can use, but you can't use a lot of the things that are used in the Ubers metagame to deal with yeah, them. Yeah, exactly, because they're not viable in this format, so... Either they're not viable in this format, or they're just not allowed because it's only the specific, like uh, box legendaries that were used. Yep, and that's why I hate Pokemon, ladies and gentlemen. Pokemon is the worst. The podcast is canceled. <laughs> yeah, I think we've been canceled three times so far. Uh, yeah, I mean the only really bright spot is people are finding different ways to do this. Um, I've heard a lot about um, uh, Raichu getting some use. Um, I'm not sure how, but um, that's pretty cool to me. How? That's how does that even work? Is it lightning rod, Raichu? Just dealing with the abundance of thunder? Uh, I'm thinking it's that, unless it somehow got motor drive, and I don't think it did. Um, yeah, it's got to be a thunder. Um, I'm guessing something in tandem with Primal Kyogre and just absorbing super effective thunders, something like that. Are these Raichus surf Raichus? Like, there's a there's a surf event for Gen Six in Japan, isn't there? It wouldn't really, like, I don't think so. I think it's just being used for Lightning Rod. That's wild. I can't believe that. That's just... Not sure. Raichu, of all things. 
Yeah. The shitty older brother that the underachiever makes look bad. <laughs> the gross tan brother of Pikachu. Raichu. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Um, on the competitive end. So, question time. Um, hey, EFR. Long-time listener, first-time asker. We've only had one episode. Please don't do this to me. I just got into Pokemon with Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and recently played a couple of friendly matches against a friend who has been playing for years and got absolutely destroyed. Uh, get owned, scrub. Any tips on how to have fun, friendly games between people who have wildly different amounts of preparation? He has a real VGC-style team, and all I have are the pokes I use to beat Omega Ruby, plus some new trainees. I love trainees. That's really great. It makes me think of, like, uh, you're in an office, and you're literally, like, teaching a magic harp how to use a computer. That's great. Okay, yeah, but, like, a Pikachu in a tiny suit. The tiniest suit imaginable. Just the littlest suit. Also, anyways, the first part of the answer is get good. Yeah, get very good. You're you're so bad right now. No, that's it's fine. Uh, a, a friend of mine who who now works for Riot Games, uh, it always says you you take what you want to use and you make it broken. Like that's that's how it works. There are obviously some differences to that when it comes to what's in vogue and what's the flavor of the month. But as long as you kind of know the core mechanics and how to EV train and stuff. Uh, you can use pretty much whatever you want. Yeah, like the big, a big thing is you can go like all hog wild on IV breeding and get like five perfect stats to start with and do perfect EV training. But like, really, just go with the uh, the Dex Nav. Yeah. So the the best way to do like finding the most beneficial Pokemon to start out with, even if you if you're, if you're not really overly concerned with making them quote unquote perfect. Uh, you can you can use your your the des- the Dexnag function in your uh, on the bottom screen. If the more essentially you chain the same Pokemon in a in an area, you can start to search for it, and you can just keep fighting them, fighting them, fighting them. And as you get more and more, you'll see the potential stat on the lookup screen go up. And the more stars you have, the more perfect IVs it'll have. And then once you're there. You can start to filter out which natures you want and which uh, stats you think you should look for. But um, yeah, as long as you EV train from a good starting point, then there's no reason you can't at least be competitive with your friend. Yeah, Um, the other big one is natures. This is something that people won't think of very much until they're at like their end point. But it's like the first thing you have to consider. Yeah, because a, a, a bad nature can really just break a Pokemon. You can have a, a flawless Pokemon, but if it has a gentle nature, it's it's not going to do you any favors. Gentle and it, lax it, are the two only entirely they're useless. Terrible. They're the most they're use, so the bad. only completely useless natures. So really, just kind of we'll we'll, we'll post some links in in the podcast description, but you on how to use Dex Nav and how to EV train if you've never done that before. Um, but just. Just pick out some you think are good. Make sure they complement each other well. Make sure there's nothing that, like, just think of stuff that is used commonly by your friends. Or, oh my gosh, I have, like, six steel types. Some Someone with an earthquake is going to run through me, you know? Yeah. Just use your common sense. There, there, are, there are team builders where you put your team in and you put their movesets in. And it will just tell you at, like, the absolute basic point what your type weaknesses are. Keep in mind that's a starting point. Yes, though, that is a starting point because gonna... you have to you have to start thinking of specific threats later. But if you have that starting point and you're not willing to do huge investment into considering specific threats, then usually you can get pretty far with just that. Totally. 
Uh, next question. What unused type combination do you want to see the most in Gen 7? Matt, you think about this all the time. You sleep thinking about Fakemon. Please take it away. Fakemon is like my entire thing. Um, I have a blog, fakemon.tumblr.com. Nice plug. Um, that I used to update, but I don't update much anymore because I have a full-time job and, you know, doing things is effort. It, True. it took me like two years after buying a microphone to start this podcast. And it's only because Ori told me to. That's just sheer laziness, honestly. Okay. Anyway, out of all of my uh, my favorite different type combos that have been unused so far, uh, my personal favorite is Electric Poison. Electric Poison. Uh, okay. Because uh, the two ideas I've seen work with this most frequently, uh, one, use the idea of broken or discarded batteries, leaking battery acid, using a bunch of acid moves on things. Ooh, okay. And then the other one was using the concept of a lemon battery and then it combined it with like a UFO. So it was like this floating lemon with like electrodes stuck in it. It's really gross. And they're, like they're both lemon, like, like super a, like good. A, like, a, like a lemon, like a sex scene in like a fanfic or like what? No, like a literal lemon, you disgusting, disgusting human. <laughs> I try. Um, I really liked um, back when back when I was part of Smogon. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, their their Fakemon uh, Cyclant, which was Ice Bug, um, and his his he got dual stab on a lot of cool moves, Bug Buzz, Blizzard stuff like that. Um, but I I thought it worked really well in tandem with the ability they come up with came up with, which was called uh, Mountaineer, and uh, essentially it just negated the first rock. Uh, entry hazard or rock move that it switched in on um when i thought that was really cool even even in doubles it would work well even like with something that doesn't use entry hazards like this meta does but um switching into a stone edge for free would be pretty cool and then yeah when they in doubles like you could free switch into a rock slide like that would be really really good very helpful because it's something that comes up a lot uh, yeah, great, great typing. Really, really interesting. You go a lot of different ways with that too, as far as the design goes. Yeah, so yeah. I'd really like to see my that. personal favorite ice bug that I've seen. Um, it's I probably still on like the one of the first two pages in Fakemon because I update it so infrequently. Uh, someone had made a uh, a dung beetle, but it was ro- rolling a snowball instead. That's kind of cute in a disgusting, awful way. Okay, bugs are great, man. <laughs> bugs are pretty great. Uh, from. Colin Executor. I don't know who this is. His his, Generation... his URL is Executor. This is our first official Pokemon URL question. Wow, I'm literally emailing Nintendo right now to send the police on your ass, you piece of shit. <laughs> uh, Generation 1 had three egg-themed Pokemon. Generation 2 had three egg-themed Pokemon. Generation 3 had zero. Generation 4 had two. And all subsequent generations had zero. What happened? Can we expect a return to the Golden Age? Uh, yeesh. Uh, w- they don't really have a lot of different designs for eggs, unless he's like referring to like execute and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. So like we have, um, thing partially hatched from egg. As far as my old my old school monster designs go, that's like one of the most common things you'll see that are egg related, and they've covered that base. Um. Execute are technically seeds, but they more or less cover just straight up eggs, and Egg. they go an interesting way with that because they're psychic eggs. Kind of weird, but kind of fun. Really weird. Uh, they uh, they covered like egg. a nurturing mothering angle with the the Blissey line. 
but like where else do you go with that like do you have like a person who throws eggs and they're part of him do you um like have one the, thing... the young vandal pokemon like i don't understand uh one i thought of um was just going with uh the idea of like a rotten or bad egg which is like that's that was a glitch in third generation was the bad egg it would show up in your party yeah. sometimes and it would like make it so you couldn't battle because it wouldn't leave Yeah, your only party. when you use Game Shark a lot, Matt. Yeah. We've just figured out what kind of a terrible person you are. Okay, I'm only aware of it because I read a ton of Pokemon websites, okay? Uh-huh, sure. That's what we all say. But anyways, just going with that idea of, like, kind of corruption, like just an egg with slime coming out of it. I like slime. I think more Pokemon should have slime. There's not enough slime in Pokemon as it stands. You can't do that on Pokemon. You can do slime. Uh... <laughs> Were there any shitty Pokemon rumors y'all had to myth bust growing up? Like, trust me, I got Pikachu to evolve into Pika Blue with a water stone kind of stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. All the time. Uh, you've got a really good one that I heard on the first take, and I uh, also have a really good one. Okay. This might be the So there's this Pokemon the called Flareth. It's supposed to evolve from Flareon, <laughs> which means like it was actually trying to make Flareon good in the first gen, a noble pursuit still won't happen still won't happen it has flare blitz now but it's still bad so bad god it's so bad i don't understand so what you had to do you had to have four moltresses in your party i was swimming in moltresses i had a brother who had the game and we would play on the emulator on pokemon stadium all the time which allowed you to play at four times speed i literally don't understand how that works but okay we we basically you put your game cartridge in there and it allowed you to play it faster because it was able to just run it so you just ran through the game four times, you get a Moltres each time, and then just reset? Well, like I, you could play through the entire game in like 10 minutes, because you're going so goddamn fast. <laughs> also, because like, this is Pokemon Stadium, I was, of course, immediately transferring my level 100s into the game. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I was, I was a dumb little shit. Yeah, but that's all right. So anyways, we you had to take four Moltreses to the girl who asked you to buy her a drink in the Celadon convenience store. Hey, baby, I like how your Moltres is like. You had to talk to her a hundred times, and then on the 100th time, you went and got her a soda pop and brought it to her, and she would gift you with this Pokemon for, I don't know, wasting her goddamn time. And you tried that? I tried that, and it did not work. So this is where the whole Fedora nerd archetype came from. It was from giving girls talking to them a hundred times in a row why didn't she give me a flareth why did i not i put my kindness coins into the machine and she did not gift me with flareth now i understand where mras come from right there uh my favorite myth was the um and this actually was a real thing but um apparently if you there's a there's a glitch in red and blue and yellow where there's a, a truck sprite to the east of the SSN. I don't even know you, if it's a glitch or just like an Easter egg that they didn't intend you to see. It, it's not really something you're supposed to see. If you if you toggle no clip with a game shark or something like that, you can walk on the water to go see the truck. It's it's just like a little throwaway thing. Or more importantly, you could just not get cut from the ship captain and then faint <laughs> off the ship and then have someone give you a Pokemon with cut. That would involve you being nerdy enough to have another nerd friend who also had a nerd video game like this. I looked but, up cheats know. on the web. Nice. It's you game sharking piece of shit. Uh, but I, I, I eventually did that. I just messed with my buddy's game shark for a while and was like, oh, there's there's nothing under this truck like there's supposed to be. Because you're supposed to go under it, use strength on the truck, 
and then a Mew would pop out or something like that. Um, and that glitch actually does exist, but it, it doesn't work exactly like that. However, and this is completely true, in Pokemon XD, Gale of Darkness, which is the worst game in the Pokemon series. Oh, it's so it's good. Fun. It's so bad. We'll have this conversation Shadow. later. That's fine. Uh, if there's a, there's a beauty in the quick battle mode, and if you fight her in, in versus mode, she is like writing a song and she goes, there's no Pokemon under a truck. Maybe you'll just find a muck. And it, I, I, it blew my young 14 year old mind. That's so funny though. It's so great. I had another one too. I fell for these kind of Pokemon pranks all the time. Yeah, because because your uncle worked at Nintendo. No, no, I was just extremely gullible. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. One time, my brother told me I was playing on his team in a um, a Sega hockey game for the Genesis. I wasn't. I didn't notice because the game was going too fast for me to notice. He beat me ninety nine to two. I somehow managed to <sighs> score two goals, not knowing I was playing for that team. <laughs> You own gold on accident, right? While not playing for his team, that's impressive. I know it's. I don't know how it happened at all. That is futility that is rarely matched nowadays. I'm very impressed. Um. Anyways, I did one. Uh, it was said if you beat the elite four with um with a caterpie, it would allow you to walk to the left and right in the hall of fame, <laughs> and that would bring you to the grass outside of Pallet Town. And, like, in both cases, they literally just had filler map sprites because they didn't feel like completing the room. But, of course... True sacrifices for lateral movement. But, yeah, I did manage to beat Lorelei with a Caterpie. Uh, but it's impossible to beat... It's very hard to beat Bruno with it because, you know, Onyx has 180 base defense and is a rock type. Sure. Um, and it's literally... I, I'm wondering, could you... It's literally there's gotta impossible to be some to way beat to beat Agatha. It's not. Yeah. It's, it, you can't. There's got to be something. Like, I think if you go in with like unlimited potions and just have her struggle herself to death, maybe. No, because it'll be non-effective. Well, oh, she'd struggle herself. Yeah, okay, exactly. That would make more sense. But then again, like most, uh, I think some of her moves could actually kill you, even if you're a level 100 Caterpie. <laughs> which I was. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. All right, that's all for this week. That's all we got. So we're, let's uh, all pray to the podcast it. gods that we manage to record an uninterrupted episode next week. Oh my god, wouldn't that be just a damn miracle? Wouldn't that just be the best? Oh god. All right. See y'all. Thank you.